When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Sports And they all wear a whistle, yeah it's stupid But what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles 25 Whistles We've done three shows in three days, boys Dang If you missed yesterday as we did it on the 25 Whistles only feed, go check it out uh, 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Today's episode, we have NFL Network Insider Tom Pelissero. He's in Kansas City for the NFL Draft. Talks about, well, all. I mean, it's, it's all. It talks about the Aaron Rodgers stuff, too. But I also have football drama breaking right now that I'll share with you guys that I, I can get someone on to actually talk about it. So... This is this is breaking, so I don't want to mess it up. And I know we're live right now. <laughs> it's a podcast. We can always edit it. Okay, here we go. Hold on a second. Let's see if it'll answer. Turn to FaceTime. Mm. Oh, there he is. Yo. What's up? Okay. You're on. I, we need to know what's going on. Tell us Tell us the drama. Okay, so we have the rule, no chew clock. Yeah, Madden, our Madden League, guys. We got oh, some drama. It's the gosh. playoffs. We got some drama. Thought this was draft news. Yes, Dang. no, I think so, but no, no. It's not draft news. Go ahead. We have a no chew clock rule till the fourth quarter. Go ahead. No chew clock till the fourth quarter. I noticed in the second quarter, he's making lots of play adjustments that just happen to run the clock down mm. real low. Okay. Well, now, he runs the ball, runs it to the one-yard line, stops. Now he's chewing the clock manually down to no time left. But when I do it, it's not managing the clock. It's chewing the clock. So he says he's managing. You say he's chewing. And the rule is there's no clock chewing in our league until the fourth quarter. Then you can chew the clock because that's just game management. So. One hundred percent chewing the clock. Yeah. Ask Steve. Steve was watching. Okay, I appreciate that. Is there anything else you'd like to say in your uh, defense before he attacks you? I mean, 
I've beat him like the last 12 times yeah. that we've played, so I understand it. He was playing scared football. Yeah. He's scared, but, scaredy cat? Oh, definitely. You saw the text. Okay. He's scared. All right, buddy. Thank you. There's Cody, random kid Cody. <laughs> and listen, guys, this is for money. This is our Madden football. I know the draft's coming out, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> You can't chew the clock until late in the fourth quarter. You can manage the clock late in the second quarter so you don't have to kick the ball back. But you can't chew in the third. And so the other culprit is Mike Sines, who comes on here a little bit. We'll check in with him real quick if he can answer. But it's it's playoffs. We're the money. We're, we're talking money. Real life money now. You know, most people's money. It's true. Here's Mike Sines. Him and Cody are playing right now. They should be both working probably. <laughs> Priorities. Okay, there he is. What's up? We just heard Cody's story. You have about 30 seconds to defend yourself. To defend what? There's nothing to defend. Are you, chew, was, you chewing oh. clock? There was no chewing clock. There is a chew clock button that we are not allowed to use. No, also chewing clock. Part. You don't have to chew the clock on the button. You're just chewing clock, no, period. But, listen, listen. Chew clock, when you're the chewing clock method is to drain the play clock all the way down to one second and snap the ball. That is not what I was doing in the second quarter. I had a minute left, and Bijan had an open route to the end zone. And instead of going to the end zone, I got tackled at the one. Managing the clock? I hear managing right there. Managing the clock. That's And he's like, so when did you do that in the third quarter? I'm like, because that's not halftime, bud. Like, you don't have okay. any timeouts. I can run run the rest of the clock and then kick off to you at halftime. Like, it's start, smart clock management. It's not chewing the clock. So you didn't so do it in the first difference. or the third quarter or early in the second quarter? Say it again? You didn't do it in the first quarter nope. or the third quarter no, or, or early. Video. I can show everyone the video. All right. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. Video. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I'm on, right, you. Then it, I feel like I'm on your side then. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, right, you, There you go. All right. That's the drama. Breaking hey. news. We got a chew in the clock controversy. And why are they not working? <laughs> I know. I was going to say midday. <laughs> uh, These guys are answering their phones and playing Madden. <laughs> all I saw was like 30 texts. And I was like, what happened? Somebody hurt. And it's like, they're just fighting about chewing the clock well because it's money time we play you get to the playoffs you win the play, you win the championship you get all everybody's money and so now once you lose you're out for the year you're done with the whole season you don't get any money and we have a rule you can't chew the clock until late until the fourth quarter period because mm-hmm. what would happen was they would shorten games against me just they would just shorten it immediately and be like they would chew the clock the whole time against me just running down to the play clock the whole time the whole time just so i'd have less that's offense. so annoying it's, yeah there's such wimps yeah, that's, that's you want football. You came to the show for football today. You're in the right place. All kinds of football. We start with Madden football, <laughs> baby. Okay, uh, th- this show is on a Wednesday this week because the draft is on Thursday night, and we just wanted to make sure that we didn't put something up tomorrow that ended up being super dated. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the draft's over. So we put it up today, so there's an extra day for people to live with it. That being said, let's hit that tit till tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle. I forgot to blow the whistle again. Dang. Hey, Reed, can you be my whistle guy? Oh, yeah, totally. Just be like, you got to blow the whistle, yeah, bro. I got you. I got you. This whole show has started on me blowing this whistle to start it. We had that news to break, though. That's yeah. true. I was pretty fired up about that news. Huh? <laughs> All right, show started. Tittle tattle now. Okay. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with kickoff. All right. In honor of draft week that we've been talking about, who is your biggest draft bust of all time? Two come to mind immediately. The first one that comes to mind is Ryan Leaf, but not because of him being simply a bust, although I like Ryan Leaf a lot now as a commentator Mm -hmm. or uh, a personality. 
on radio TV. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. But I'm also at number two. But number one, I'm going to go Jamarcus Russell. I thought, especially the stories that came out about Jamarcus Russell where they, would, they gave him the blank tape. <laughs> and they were like, the yeah, they're like, hey, here's this tape. This is, you know, you watch this. We can scheme. And they came back the next day or a couple days later, like, okay, what'd you learn? And he was like, well, it turns out they put nothing on the tape. He never watched it. <laughs> Anything he said, he just made up. So I go Jamarcus Russell at one, Ryan Leaf at two. Probably in recent years, John Ross played at Washington. Mm hmm. Wide receiver ran a 4-2-40 mm-hmm. and really did nothing. Top 10 pick. He, I think he re-signed with Kansas City even this year. Yeah, yeah, he has been around recently, but I don't think he's really been active during the games. And I think he just re-signed. And you may look that up, see if John Ross is still with Kansas City. I know the season hasn't started yet, but I feel like he's on, on that Kansas City squad now. Bram Bosworth is one that should be mentioned. But I think he kind of did that to himself. And I think he had a somewhat successful-ish career until he was injured, that Bo Jackson play where they met at the goal line and Bo Jackson ran over him and it was one-on-one, like that lasts in everybody's mind. You got to think though, Bo Jackson was also a stud and Bo Jackson had momentum and speed. You're just not going to win that. Anybody? I've always said the tail, Mike, that's really not that bad. But he had such a big personality and the hair and the, you could keep going. So it just made it look worse when he didn't dominate. But Bosworth is probably one that comes to people's minds because of how big of a personality he was. Although I would not put him there. I think he actually had an okay NFL career. What do you have on John Ross? John Ross did sign a futures contract with the Chiefs back in January. I never heard of futures contract. Yeah, they usually do it right when the season ends. Like, hey, we're going to so, sign you right now so we can have you in four months from now. And in case we want to keep you, so they pay him a little bit. Yeah. Just to keep him around in case they want to keep him longer later. Mm-hmm. I remember him running the 4240. I think it was like a 422. And everybody's like, oh my God, I drafted top 10. Yeah. So I would go, that's how I go. Jamarcus, Ryan Leaf, John Ross. Honorable mention Brian Bosworth because I just don't want to hear people telling me I forgot that one. Okay. All right, next up. With Aaron Rodgers set to wear a Jets uniform next year, which non-NFL player looked wrong in another uniform? Well, the easy one is Michael Jordan later in his career. That was weird with the Wizards just because it's iconic. Even Michael Jordan wearing 45 is weird for a minute. Yeah. Even when you see that. But if we take Jordan out of it, the ones that I almost don't even remember, or I have to check myself to go, was that even real? Like Patrick Ewing with the magic? That was really weird. Because Patrick Ewing is a Nick, and only a Nick. Hakeem Olajuwon in Toronto with the Raptors? Because he's only a rocket to me. And some players move around, sure. Shaq moved all around, I can see him in all the uniforms. Mm-hmm. But like Ewing and Olajuwon? I'm even cool with Carl Malone on the Lakers because, like, Steve Nash went to the Lakers. Dwight Howard went to the Lakers. Like, I can picture a lot of people in Lakers uniforms because so many stars did that. And Carl Malone did it because he wanted won a title. So I don't, I'm not bothered by Carl Malone. Dwayne Wade with the Cavs. I think I'm going to go with Ewing and Olajuwon, though, because those were just so weird. Like, I only associate them with the Knicks and the Rockets. I honestly don't even remember that. I think I only remember it because it was, it's been shown a few times when they do stories about people who should have retired earlier. Yeah. I know we said non-NFL, but Emmett Smith as a Cardinal was always weird. Just as like, they just taste funny. Like they don't go together. It's like mustard and ice cream. They just don't go together. Let's go to the next question. Talking about injuries in the NBA, there's a lot of them going on right now. 
So what is one athlete that you wish never got injured that derailed his career? Being a Cubs fan, I do think of Mark Pryor and I do think of Kerry Wood because they were both awesome for us. I mean, Kerry Wood struck out 20. Yeah. I watched the game. I watched every Cubs game back then, if I could. But selfishly, it's both of those pitchers. But also, in recent times, probably Andrew Luck. I think we were all kind of surprised by that, too. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. And we kept waiting for him to come back. And then you kept hearing, Andrew Luck never wants to come back. He's good. It kind of set the organization back, too. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. They're still trying to recover from mm-hmm. that. So... Selfishly, Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, recently NFL-wise, Andrew Luck. What about that to you? Who would you put on that list? Uh, Brandon Roy, Raw Roy. That's a hockey player? No, uh, it does sound like it, though. That's a different one, but the basketball player for the Blazers. Oh, God. Wow, like it. early 2000s-ish. But yeah, Kerry Wood. Raw. No, no, Waugh is a hockey player, right? Waugh is a goalie, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, Penny Hardaway yeah, is another good. one. He was really good. Yeah. And I think, Tra- I mean, Tracy McGrady didn't really retire early, but he was always out with injuries, I felt like. And I loved watching him. I feel like if Derrick Rose. Yes. I mean, obviously still playing. I saw him get a standing O with the Knicks the other night. Like, Derrick Rose was so legit. Yes. But I had some nagging, but one really bad injury that, that kind of kept him from being that star. I mean, being a star is as much staying healthy as it is having big games. Because you got to be healthy to even have a shot to have those games. Mm-hmm. And when people are like, well, they just played a long time. They don't have the average. Most people can't play a long time. Like that also, there's something to that. Just lasting in the league, whatever league it is. So I'm going to go with the two Cubs guys and Andrew Luck. What else you got? With the A's in works to leave Oakland, which city, not named Nashville because we live here, would you like to see get a new pro team next? Why well, you got to take Nashville out? I'm on the freaking board. it's so easy. I, I, I would love to see a team here, but it's just so easy. Which city would I like to see get a pro team? Memphis? <laughs> They're close, although they have the Grizz, but that's it. Uh, so another Tennessee team? Chattanooga? Yeah, Knoxville? something close. Knoxville? What cities are close? Or what cities don't have a team that would be cool to have a team? There's always talks, obviously. Austin Seattle. would be oh, awesome. Yeah. And they've talked about it for a few different reasons. And they also, the, the Spurs will now play a game there. Every year now, it seems like uh, they. Because San Antonio has the Spurs, but they don't have anything. Uh, uh, they don't have a football team or a baseball team. I wish they just had like a Central Texas, Central Lower Texas team. Mm-hmm. Like the New Braunfels, you know, Neanderthals. Because that's like right in the middle. And then both of those people could go to those games. How far is San Antonio from Austin? Hour. Oh. It's so close. Which oh. is why, and then Houston's two and a half from Austin. Dallas is three. So you have all these teams, but you, Austin has University of Texas. So proximity-wise, you have a whole bunch of pro teams really close to each other. El Paso, maybe, would be good, but I don't know if they have the population to actually keep the team. You can, I feel like you can make a fun name out of that one. They have minor league teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. What else you got? Okay. With Butler's career high 56 points the other night, what's the best single game you've ever had of your life? Any sport, anytime. Oh, we get to go full Uncle Rico here. <laughs> Let me think about that for a second. Because mine would probably be baseball. What do you know yours? Off the top of my head, what comes out is my junior year of high school in the semifinals having a pick six and we only put up 13 points. I had one of two touchdowns and it was a great game. Did you play defensive back? Uh, strong safety, yeah. So come down as a linebacker, cover four, down to cover two. Kind of thought or you were a linebacker. It was a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Were you bigger? 
I was. Are you bigger now? Oh, I'm bigger now for sure. I was probably about the same height, but one ninety five, two hundred. I never hit a home run over the fence. I had a couple of dinker in the park home runs because I was not a power hitter whatsoever in baseball. In baseball, I was actually pretty good. Where like my senior year, I was like defensive player of the whole conference, uh, all region, all the stuff. I got all the awards my senior year. Best game though, I hit the, I batted first, first pitch, a rope right off the wall. I was stunned. I was stunned that it hit the wall. And I was like, I was so stunned that I think I barely got to second base. And that's how the game started. I think I slid and just beat the throw. But I was just like, wow, I thought it was, I thought it was out. I hit it. I was like, oh my God, this is a home run. And it wasn't. Did you? Okay. So I was kind of like watching it because I had never been there before. So I couldn't act like I'd done it before. Um, and then I think I went three for four. I think I scored four times. And one of those, I think it was on a field of choice. I'm just going three for four. I think I had four runs scored. I hit one off the wall. That's a pretty good game for me. Nice. I liked it. That's solid. And I just remember hitting it. It came off the bat so pure. And I was like, oh, my God, is that out of here? And then it wasn't. And I was like, oh, oh, God, I got to go. That's that, awesome. That feeling of you can't even really feel it home. Oh, yeah, you don't feel yeah. it in your hands at all. It's like, yeah. what the crap? Because I, I, I don't see well. So for me to be a leadoff hitter, contact hitter, like I, my, I had to play with my stance really wide open because my back eye, my left eye is the one that works. So just to have my head turned. And so I slapped a lot. I bonded a lot. I hit it off the wall. <laughs> almost pissed my, peed my pants. I must say piss a couple times on here. People are like, why do you say that? <laughs> I almost peed my pants. All right, that's it. That's the Tittle Tattle. The stupidest name ever is the Tittle Tattle with A uh, reminder, the 25 Whistles is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Okay, so here we go. For Wednesday night, Knicks at Cavs. Cavs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Lakers at Grizz. Grizz are a four-point favorite. And Heat at the Bucks. The Bucks are an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow, wild. The Bucks are an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. And the, that, when they've just lost... Wow. They are back home... And then you got to help me out here because on my sheet I put the wrong thing. I have Warriors at Warriors, and that obviously can't be true. At Kings. So it's Golden State at Sacramento. Yes. Golden State's minus one and a half. I believe it's Sacramento. Golden State at Sacramento. Sorry, Golden State is now two. So Golden State minus two? Two. Of all those, I think I would take the Lakers and the points in Memphis. I think the Lakers can close this thing out. So I'm going to parlay this up for you. I feel pretty good about this. And if you know me, I nail NBA games. I know. You, t- you know one thing about me, I'm about to crush this. Lakers plus four, Warriors money line. Collect your smiles. I don't do it unless I'm for sure. For sure doesn't mean I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I'm for sure. So I'm going Lakers plus four, Warriors money line. Collect your smiles. Let me know after you win. Thank you very much. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Up next, we have Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. I felt very lucky we could get Tom, especially when it's his busiest time of the year. It's like we got Santa on the phone on Christmas Eve. Love it. To do an interview. Yeah. You know Santa's got a bunch of crap to do. He'd have time to be on the phone with us, talking about some bull crap. But you know what? The Santa to the draft spent time with us. He is a host on Sirius XM NFL Radio, NFL Game Day Morning, Good Morning Football, NFL Now, Total Access. Tom's in Kansas City covering the NFL draft that starts tomorrow Gives us the latest updates on all the players. You can follow Tom on all social media platforms at Tom Pelissero. Here he is, Santa of the NFL Draft, Tom Pelissero. Hey, Tom, how's it going, man? I'm great. How are you? Hey, you look good. Are you like uh, somewhere for the draft and you have a big day today? Like you look sharp today. This is the the round the clock coverage on NFL Network or, uh, look right here. Start out no tie in the morning, <laughs> just to make everyone feel comfortable, and then you know we we class it up a little bit in the afternoon. Do you fix your own hair? I struggle with that because I do an okay amount of TV, but I don't know how to fix my hair unless somebody fixes it for me. And my hair's kind of long. Are you are you good at your own hair at this point? You have to be. I mean, I do my own makeup ninety percent of the time. That's one thing that's different here is we actually have people handling that part of the job who know more to do than just like that, like that. Uh, but the hair, the secret, uh, is coconut oil. That's how you get the all-day shine. You get a little bit of coconut oil. You kind of work it in, and it just has a way of sticking and give, making it look like you always got fresh out of the shower, even if you've been uh, going for 12 hours straight. Yeah, I'm not even making a joke. Like It looks great. I'm looking at Tom like, God dang, dude. And right now, you must be on call basically like a doctor, right? Especially 
with the draft for sure, but the Aaron Rodgers news that broke, I'm imagining your phone's going off nonstop. Yeah, I mean, this is this is always an interesting time of year because there is a pressure point with a lot of these things like the Aaron Rodgers trade where if it didn't get done before the draft, then you were going to go into crazy town and that thing could have taken the entire summer. So on a personal level, there's a sense of relief uh, when things get wrapped up right about now. Um, and you, you just try to have a sense for when exactly they're, they're going to take place. There's always things you don't see coming. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers trade, ultimately, it was largely a matter of when, not if. There's other things that will pop up out of nowhere and you just got to kind of, you know, react as quickly as possible when those things happen. But, you know, it's always good, again, to, to clear something that's been saved in my Twitter drafts for months, you know, it's <laughs> like waiting, make sure it's there, make sure it's updated. And then you do your best to, uh, to have fast fingers and jump on TV. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Why did it take so long to get done? And, you know, there was more than just Rodgers going to the Jets and there was, uh, you know, a conditional part of that as well. How do you feel? Who do you think won this thing? I think it's a win-win, and I had that conversation last night. Because, listen, the Jets had to get Aaron Rodgers. There's way too much into it. It's too late to add some other quarterback to your roster. You're, you're not going to be able to go back to Zach Wilson, not at this stage, even though I think that this is actually a good thing for him because him and Rodgers have a good relationship. But he was not ready. They were not going to have full confidence. That media market is so hard. They couldn't go back to Zach. So what are you going to do? You had to pay the price for the Packers. They had been looking to get a second round pick this year, which they did number 42. And then they wanted an unconditional number one in the 2024 draft. So a hard one. It became apparent in the past few days, the jets were just not going to get to the hard one. And so there had to be a kicker. And what they settled on was the 13, 15 flop in the first round. So the Packers move up two spots and then the kickback to the Jets was in the fifth and sixth rounds. They flip picks there, too, and the Jets move up a bunch of spots from the sixth round to the fifth. And, the, and these are always like – I understand like one of those words are coming out of my mouth. It seems like it's just kind of silly, and why does it come down to that? But these are they're complicated trades. These are like legacy-making types of deals. The Packers got a substantial haul for a player who, by his own admission, was ready to retire before he came to the conclusion the Packers didn't want him back and, you know, he decided to come back, at least in part, it seems like, out of spite. The Jets want him. They got an offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who Aaron's really close with. They signed one of his good buddies, Alan Lazard, and they got a really talented young core. So I think everybody ends up getting what they wanted and how Aaron Rodgers plays in New York is going to go a long way uh, toward telling you what the, the final history is on this trade, just like, you know, it may take some time, but you know how things play out with Jordan Love and knowing that that was you know kind of the butterfly effect that trading up to draft him in 2020 had on the Aaron Rodgers situation as a whole. It's something we'll be tracking for years to come. With Zach Wilson, do you think the Jets feel like he can learn and can still be the guy after he does learn, or is he just going to be a backup until they get another guy once Rodgers is out and possibly two, three years if he retires then? No, I think that's the part that got missed here was, listen, Nathaniel Hackett is going to embrace having a project in Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson's really talented. Like in terms of just a thrower, in terms of how he can, you know, move around and change his arm angle and make things happen on, on you know, off schedule, off balance, off every platform. He can do all that stuff. It's just been the consistency. I think that Robert Sala referred to it one time as he's got to make the layups. It's just been like, being able to execute the things that you have to do in that offense when you got all these weapons around you, that's what saluted Zach Wilson at this point in his career. So he grew up 
idolized Aaron Rodgers. They talked at the joint practice, I think it was last year, maybe it was two years ago, and, and you know, it, it was a cool moment for Zach Wilson. Well, now they're teammates. Aaron's at a point in his career. He, he's not going to have a problem taking Zach under his wing, at least to a certain degree. Uh, and, again, Hackett's going to embrace trying to develop the guy. You hope that he's not going to have to play this year, but, God forbid, if something were to happen to Aaron Rodgers, I think that having months of reps through the offseason under his belt and having a little bit of time to breathe and watch one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, it's all going to be a good thing for Zach Wilson. The, the final book on Zach Wilson has not yet been written. If the Jets have their way, though, of course, uh, there will not be a chapter in 2023. It'll be all A-Rod all the time. One more of these before we get to the draft. The next one up, waiting in line, is Lamar. What's When's that breaking? Is it going to break? What's happening as far as you know? Well, with Lamar Jackson, everything has happened backwards from what you would normally see take place here. You go back to two years ago, and it's well-documented Lamar doesn't have an agent. Lamar Jackson, former NFL MVP in his fourth season, played for $1.7 million with the Ravens. No agent anywhere would have said, you're going to play for $1.7 million. They all would have said, we're getting the deal done right now. People made fun of Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhart, last year for the manifesto that he put out at the Combine and the way that that became a very public dispute. But guess what? Kyler Murray a player who organizationally it's very apparent contractually and otherwise that they had reservations about making him the franchise guy and paying him. They paid him at a really high level. And then Kyler ends up, you know, tearing his ACL and you, you're obviously happy at that point that you took the money when you could get it and you got that, you know, the, the money train rolling. I understand the push for the fully guaranteed contracts. Okay. It's, it's something that has to happen based upon individual contract precedent Deshaun Watson last year under very unique circumstances, facing serious allegations of sexual misconduct, but also being a highly talented player who was basically a free agent because four different teams were all able to bid on him and bid against each other until Cleveland finally went after being told you're out, said, well, what if we do this? That's how they got Deshaun Watson. Um, With Lamar Jackson, though, the thing you have to understand is quarterback is not a guarantees position. It is a cash flow position. And so by playing for 1.7 in 2021, by coming back and playing for 23 in 2022, he's already put himself tens of millions of dollars in the hole, and that's money that you're not going to get back. And oh, by the way, you're also that much further from getting back to the negotiating table and getting to your next deal. So now you get into 2022. They've been negotiating for months Nothing happens. He had to plan it out in twenty uh, for twenty three million. Now we're into twenty twenty three. They've got really no option but to franchise tag him because Lamar, at a base level, his entire negotiating stance has been: "I'm better than Deshaun Watson. I deserve a better contract," which is understandable on an on an emotional level. But that's not how contracts work. Contracts are based on a lot of factors, including leverage. And Deshaun Watson, despite everything that he was facing at the time had a unique level of leverage here. So Lamar, even before he got franchise tagged, requested a trade, which doesn't make any sense because the only way to trade Lamar Jackson, who's about to be franchise tagged, is if he works out a contract with a new team. Lamar, by getting the non-exclusive tender, could already negotiate with all the teams. And to this point, has not, to my or anyone else's knowledge, 
come even close to signing an offer sheet because he's got certain contractual demands that are not in line with what a lot of teams can do for one thing that they can afford based on how their roster is composed, but also not an area that teams want to go in. And that's without mentioning the past two years, Lamar Jackson got hurt toward the tail end of the season. He is a remarkably dynamic player. He is fun to watch. He's accomplished things that Kyler Murray had when he got paid last year. He's won a playoff game. He's won an MVP. But in order for anything to happen with Lamar Jackson, step one is negotiate the contract. Lamar doesn't have an agent. His mom's his advisor. There's a guy named Ken Francis who's his <laughs> business partner who at one point was contacting teams about this. None of this quite logically fits, and that's why I also think it's difficult to sit here and say what Lamar will do if no offer sheet comes and you get to July and August. Is he showing up? The franchise tender is $32 million and change. So you're talking about $2 million per game. Is he going to give that up? When just a couple of years ago, he was playing for a fraction of that? I, I don't know. All you can really use as your guide is his recent actions, which is actively participating in pursuing Odell Beckham Jr. to Baltimore, continuing even after he tweeted about his trade request for March 2nd, continuing to negotiate that week with the Ravens. You have to say Lamar's preparing as if he's going to be back in Baltimore despite what he put in those tweets saying goodbye to everyone there, it's just it's impossible to say exactly what direction he's going to go because, again, logic has not really dictated his moves to this point. Yeah, it feels very inconsistent to me, too. I'm glad you kind of walked through that because it seems like a lot of his actions were extremely inconsistent for what he was asking, what he wanted, and what he was doing. So I guess that's what you, what happens when you don't have an agent. I got a great agent. He tells me what to do. So I guess that's the difference in me and him. Uh, let's talk about the draft. Let's start with, I just, I just feel, and you probably feel too, that it's Bryce Young at one. I don't know if there's much discussion to have there, but I think two, now it's starting. I don't know. Are we? Is it moving a little bit? Is it fluid where it may not be C.J. Stroud of the Texans? Well, I would start with Bryce Young. It would be a shock to people within the league if Bryce Young is not the number one overall pick. To Carolina. His height, his size, notwithstanding, he checks every other box the teams look for in a franchise quarterback. And when I talk to coaches, GMs, other executives, scouts from over 20 teams in the NFL, almost everybody had Bryce Young as the number one quarterback. There is question at number two. And the honest answer is no one is entirely certain what the Texans are going to do. About a week or so ago, there were rampant rumors, information, whatever you want to call them, where every GM who was calling me was saying that they heard the Texans are not going to take a quarterback at number two, which makes some sense because they got D'Amico Ryans. He needs really good players up front on his defense to make his scheme go. He's a new head coach. They might think there's only a couple, two or three, depending on whose board you're talking about, truly elite defensive players in this draft. If you pass on one at two, you're not getting one of those guys. They also have the number 12 pick, so potentially you got a quarterback who falls in your lap later, or you could even trade up from 12. Nick Casario, who's the GM, has been calling around for weeks, talking to teams about different scenarios, both moving back from two and moving up from 12. If I had to guess right now, my guess would be Will Anderson would be the number two pick and that they would find a way to get a quarterback of some kind elsewhere within those top, whatever it is, 8, 10, 12 picks, depending if they trade up. With C.J. Stroud, 
I think that the conversation has gotten skewed in part by the results of the S2 cognition test, which is this new test the team's been giving over the past handful of years. Some teams put a lot more stock in it than others. He had a low score on that test. But to be clear, it's not a intelligence test. It measures things like impulse control, distraction control, visual learning, tracking ability. And it's basically meant to, in part, determine how this person learns and how you should teach them moving forward. So every coach that I talked to that spent time with C.J. Stroud said he's been excellent on the board. There's no processing issues on tape. So is it just not his type of test? Is it a, a red herring along the way? It's certainly something the teams are aware of, but it's not an end-all, be-all. With C.J. Stroud, it really comes down to there is a bias against Ohio State quarterbacks in general because we've seen them. Quarterbacks not asked to do a lot in that system, but C.J. Stroud had more responsibility in terms of checks at the line of scrimmage and things than a lot of other quarterbacks have had in that scheme. He's way more polished of a passer than Justin Fields was coming out a few years ago. He's just not as dynamic of a runner. He's not a runner at all. C.J. Stroud, you look at his rushing stats in college, I think he had one career rushing touchdown. You know, sacks count against rushing stats at the college level, but he had like negative rushing yards for his career. He really didn't use his legs a whole lot. There was some frustration from scouts who would say, we know he can move, but he's throwing the ball away instead of just running for a first down sometimes. He showed in the Georgia game, the last game of his college career, some of those abilities, and he can throw it. He's really good making plays on the move. It's just a matter of, philosophically, do you want to have somebody who's more of a pocket passer? Because that's what C.J. Stroud is. Can you get over the learning curve he's going to have coming from Ohio State? Again, did really well in the meetings with teams. He's a little bit guarded at times. You know, if Leadership was something he had to grow into at Ohio State. But the more time the team spent with him, the more they liked C.J. Stroud. All of which is to say, I don't see C.J. Stroud sliding far. I don't know that he goes number two. He well could end up in Houston one way or another, whether it's with their first pick or their second pick in the first round. But sitting here right now, I would say my belief, and could be wrong, okay, just my belief based on talking to a lot of people around the league, I think all four of those quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, I, if I had to guess, I would say they're all off the board in the first 12 picks, in part because – Obviously, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in general. Those guys tend to get pushed up. But also, there's just not a lot of elite non-quarterbacks who you can argue to push ahead of somebody who, if you believe in one of these guys, that he can be a franchise type of guy, it's really, really hard to pass up. The Texans, you say, have that 12th pick. And what if? What if they trade back to later in the first but take a, a Hendon Hooker, right, who's – his injuries, what's kind of being held against him right now more than anything else. I mean, is that a possibility where instead of trading up to get one of those guys that they're bullish enough on Hendon Hooker to go, we like him enough to take him at 20, 21? Well, and that's always the game, right, is do you want to take the risk? If you think somebody could be a franchise quarterback, there are times where you get too cute with it and move back and end up missing out on the player. And Hooker's going to be one of the fascinating stories to me in this entire draft because, yes, he tore his ACL – Back in November, he's still not running full speed at this point. He's going to be cleared right around the start of the season. But most teams I've talked to say he's probably going to be a pup list guy. He's probably going to not be practicing through camp in the early portion of the season. Maybe around November, you kind of ramp him up. But you have to look at this season as a redshirt type of year. Well, if some team trades into the first round, or in your scenario, 
uh, Houston moves back or somebody like Minnesota at 23 likes him, you, by taking him in the first round, you get a fifth-year option, which for a guy who's probably not going to be ready to play this year can end up really being beneficial. He's also older. He's 25. I believe he turns 26 during the season. So there's that factor. And he comes from a Tennessee offense that coaches I've spoken to say is really hard to evaluate because they run – it's a version of the air raid. The receivers line up outside the numbers on both sides. They were using hand signals where basically Hendon Hooker, who was previously in this really rigid scheme at Virginia Tech where everything was like the timing of the drop, ball comes out here. This scheme is like he looks over at you know the fast dudes. He's got Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. They give him a hand signal like I'm the receivers read the coverage. I'm going to run this route. And then Hendon, who throws a really good deep ball, just steps back there and rips it. It's the same drop every time. It's nothing like an NFL system. Things are going to be more complicated. Aptitude's not an issue here. It's just his development is going to be learning to play in an NFL offense where rhythm and timing and tempo are really important. So it's a projection, less so medically, than all the other stuff that you've got to literally uh, – Hendon Hooker's agent may or may not be ringing me. I'll call him back. Uh, <laughs> you have to figure out at what point are you comfortable taking that player. And that's what um, you know they're going to have to figure out. Doesn't it benefit Hooker? And I haven't heard this, and you may tell me I'm a big old idiot. And you, you should text it back and be like, I'm on the phone with an idiot right now or on, on Zoom with an idiot. I'll call you right back. Um, but Hooker learning the system at Virginia Tech, like I don't know that when everyone says, hey, you know, he ran the air raid under Hypel at Tennessee, but he had to learn at Virginia Tech a different style of offense as well, like you mentioned. And that's got to be an asset for him that I don't feel like is being accounted for positively as much as it should. Do you feel like that factors at all that he's had to learn two different systems? Well, neither one really bears resemblance to an NFL system. I think that certainly, you know, the ability to, to pick things up quickly is important. And also, you know, the leadership traits that Hendon showed once he got to Tennessee, because anytime a player, especially a quarterback, leaves, it was kind of under weird circumstances. Hendon Hooker's last game at Virginia Tech, he was, you know, got like he was physically shaking on the sideline. He said it was a, a medication he got for a heart procedure, I believe it was, it was related to lingering effects of COVID, it reactivated and he had like this, this reaction that was visible on the TV broadcast and then did not play there again. So odd circumstances, goes to Tennessee, immediately walked in and he was the guy in that program. If you're betting on Hendon Hooker, uh, it reminds me a little bit of like Trey Lance last year where it's like Hendon Hooker is you're betting on the person. Because he's really likable. I spent a bunch of time around him at the Senior Bowl. Extremely engaging. Um, I like the way that he talks about football. He's obviously mature, which he should be. He's 25. He's you know four years older than some of these other dudes in the draft. But you're betting that, listen, we can work with this person. It's just a matter of, again, with the injury, the scheme change, the age, do you take him in the first, get that option? Or are you more comfortable saying, we'll, we'll take him in the second and the third? Where there's a bunch of other really intriguing guys, I think, in this draft, too, at that position once you get it later in those rounds. I mean, Jake Hayner from Fresno State held himself as much as any quarterback during the pre-draft process, senior bowl MVP. Uh, another guy I spent a lot of time around. Good dude, really interesting, super confident. You know, he, he's been told his whole life, if you were two inches taller, you know, we'd recruit you, we'd give you all these opportunities. So major chip on his shoulder. He got some Brock Purdy comparisons when I was talking to people. One person compared him to Drew Brees as well in terms of sees it, Ball comes out quickly. That's a trait that everybody's looking for. 
All right, two quick questions. Then you got to handle your business for sure. Derrick Henry, what's the deal? Are you going to get traded? We went closer to the draft. Does he end up in Tennessee again? Well, Rand Carthon, the Titans GM, said yesterday he's not received any calls on Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry, you know, obviously a fantastic player, 2,000-yard rusher, one of the tone setters in the league. He's also a running back who's getting older. I think he's 28. He's had a couple of injuries in recent years. And you really, if you're going to have him as the, the focal point of your offense, you got to commit to playing a certain style of football. There's not a lot of teams that play the type of physical smash-mouth attack that Tennessee does. That's not to say that, you know, if you're Philadelphia and you lost Miles Sanders in free agency, um, if you're Buffalo and you're trying to figure out how your backfield fits together, I, I mean, I can see the argument for bringing him in, but it's a matter of what type of price are you willing to pay and then, in turn, are the Titans willing to give up the player for that price? It's a lot of moving parts. We still got a couple of days till the draft. Uh, you would presume that Derrick Henry's contract, even though it's not um, off the charts by any stretch relative to the running back market right now, but you would think any team trading for him would want to touch that contract. So over the next couple of days here, that part of it would have to run, ramp up in order for him to be dealt. Last question. What's the best situation team-wise for Anthony Richardson to land? Is it the Raiders because they got a guy and Jimmy G? If you were Anthony Richardson, where do you want to be? Well, if I'm Anthony Richardson, I do want someplace I'm going to get a chance to develop. But I had one GM tell me recently, you know, if you're taking him somewhere in the top five, top ten picks, you're talking about thirty to thirty-five million dollars for this guy with totally rare tools. You're going to find a way for him to be on the field. Anthony Richardson, he may not be a starting quarterback and probably shouldn't be a starting quarterback, even though coaches and scouts say there's more on tape in terms of his pocket presence, processing, all that stuff. And he did really well in his interviews, too. He surprised some people because he's played so little football, surprised people with how much football he knows in meetings. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Anthony Richardson is playing in some capacity this season somewhere. Uh, I could see an argument that going to Seattle – where you've got Geno Smith there, and his deal, even though it's a, I think it's a three-year deal, it's really a one-year, like $18 million deal. So potentially you could turn to Anthony Richardson in 2024, but they're drafted at number five. That's a $35 million bet on a guy who's started 13 college games and completed 55% of his passes. You know, you get a little bit deeper into those picks. The Lions, they got Jared Goff. They like him a lot. That could be another good spot for an Anthony Richardson. The Raiders... That's going to be interesting because even though, yes, you know they got Jimmy Garoppolo, they paid him in such a way that he's really locked in as the starter for two years. When you do that and you make that level of commitment, it's hard to say we're then going to come back and use our top draft pick on the guy to play three years from now. So that one would surprise me a little bit. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, you know, basically he's in a situation where he's due like $28 million, I think, this year and has no guarantees left. That could be – a good spot. There, there's a bunch of different places, you know, even Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. Now they're all the way down to 23. I think it's hard to believe that they're going to give up the type of capital it would take to vault all the way up into the top 12. But rule nothing out. Quasi Adolfo Mensa showed in his first draft he's not afraid to uh, to do things in sometimes an unorthodox fashion. Uh, Richardson going to be one of the really interesting stories I think in this entire draft. Will Levis probably goes higher than what everybody was thinking. C.J. Stroud probably goes right about where. Everybody was thinking, Anthony Richardson, you've got more variance just because there's a projection here. You're not going to be able to answer the questions you have about him prior to the draft. You're betting again on the person and the raw athletic skill set 
Uh, at what point are you comfortable doing that? That's what we're going to find out on Thursday night. You heard it here. Tom Pellicero said Anthony Richardson will play fullback for the Lions next year. <laughs> That's right. Heard it here first. Hey, Tom, you're, you're the best, man. I've, I, you know, I watch, listen, we have everybody on. I, I think you're the best at what you do. Um, so congrats on really like you've launched into being in that premier tier, man. So big fan. You guys follow Tom at Tom Pelicero on all of it, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Good luck with the draft, and we really appreciate the time that you gave us today. Oh, thanks a lot for having me on. This was fun. See you, Tom. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. This is awesome. It's like a, I'm just like a kid. Kid in a candy store. With all the candy being chocolate and no peanut butter. That's the kind of candy I like. Even as a guy that doesn't really have a team, you get, you still get excited? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Especially for somebody that I watch all the time. Like, there are a few of those guys I really value what they have to say. Some of them, I feel like they just say a lot of things loud, and if they can say it loud enough, it'll get them a little attention. But, like, Pelicero's one of those guys where I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. You're telling me? I'm going to listen. Also, I know things are fluid. You think there's any chance, though? Will Levis goes number one? Do I? Yeah. No. You know, that started to be the thing. On Reddit? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just posted, he's been telling everybody he's going to, and then all of a sudden, the line starts to move. He goes from 10 to 1 to 4 to 1. Yeah. 
Crazy. What is it right now? Can you pull that up? I'm going to do yeah. DraftKings if you'll look at that. It's NBA playoffs time. Big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers. Listen to this. You can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score 150 bucks in bonus bets if your team wins. The code is Bobby Sports. Everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt-in. Place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Let's go. You want to hop on for the first time? You want to take the Lakers? Yeah, I would. I know they're in Memphis. Lakers are going to close it out tonight. Warriors. Money line. I say it like that because I want you. Money line. Get that. Download the app now. Sign up with the code Bobby Sports. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Bobby Sports. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem. 1 800 Gambler. In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Wire. Text Hope and Wire 467 See show notes for full details. But up. What you got? Will Levis and CJ Stroud both plus 800. At number one. To go number one, yes. Who do they have at number two? Are you looking at the whole thing? No, just the number one draft pick is what I'm looking at. Okay, because there's a thing you can click on my DraftKings that code Bobby Sports that it's just all those position type bets, like who goes number one, who goes number two. And it's not who's the number two best player. It's literally who's going to go number two. As in odds are, I think last time I looked, Will Anderson was the favorite to go number two. But I will pull all this up in just a second, and we'll roll through it. First, Aaron Rodgers to the Super Bowl. Those betting odds are up. My friend who was on with us earlier, Mike Sines, who's been accused of, I don't want to say it, but Mike Sines has been accused of milk on the clock in Madden. That guy, he was like, Aaron Rodgers is not a top five quarterback. He texted me yesterday. We had the whole debate on who it was. Yeah. He was like, Lamar Jackson. Oh, no. And I said, I understand that. And I was just trying to be nice about it. I was like, I get it. You could put any of those guys at four, five, six. But if I had one player for one team next year, not career, next year, that's what I said, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 1,000%. He acted like it was the dumbest thing he ever heard. And I was like, well, that's why you don't have a sports show, buddy. (laughs) Exactly. That's why you're playing Madden. (laughs) That's why you're... (laughs) But I also respected what he had to say. And if you were to really argue that in the points, because Rodgers, former MVP, sure. And then Rodgers hurt himself. Yeah, he got his, his hand was hurt last year, pinky, whatever, thumb, whatever that was. Almost got him to the playoffs. But it, it was like, well, Rodgers was hurt. I was like, yeah, Lamar Jackson been hurt the last two seasons. But Lamar's won an MVP. Rodgers won an MVP. I would just take Rodgers next season over Lamar next season if I had to. One quarterback. Yes. The Chiefs have jumped up to basically fifth, uh, sixth, whenever it comes to the Super Bowl odds. Kansas City at number one. Plus 600. The 49ers at number two, plus 700. So you got AFC, NFC there. The Eagles, plus 750. The Bengals and the Bills, plus 850. And then they're the Jets. The the Jets and the Cowboys. Cowboys still? Yeah, I don't know, man. Come on. Mike, what do you think? Wow. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, Eddie jumped in, of course, with that. (laughs) Mike, what do you think, buddy? I like it. You think the Cowboys? I mean, it's the same. It's the same, except without Schultz. Zeke. Yeah, it just feels like the same. Yeah. What's What, Mike, is going to make the Cowboys different next year than they were this year? I wish they would have got rid of everybody. Just, <laughs> just start over. Get rid of Zeke. Yeah. Get rid of Dak. Just start over. I like that. 
uh, draft pos- uh, position, Anthony Richardson. They have him over under 7.5. I feel like I would take the over if I were betting it because I feel like he falls to at least eight, right? Yeah, that if he gets out of the first two or three, you're like, eh, then he just keeps on falling a little bit. But he's not going to be drafted to... He's not going to be drafted ahead of Stroud, I don't think. No. I just I would I would take that over eight with Anthony Richardson. So the number two draft pick is Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech DN at plus one thirty. Over Will Anderson. Yeah, Will Anderson's plus two seventy five. So plus one thirty and plus two seventy five. Will Levis wow. is plus one fifty. You said a lot of numbers there. Yeah. So Tyree Wilson, Will Levis, and then Will Anderson. And uh, for the number, number two, two pick. Yeah. Pick number number okay, here we go. On mine. Yeah. It's Tyree, Will Levis, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud for that number two pick spot. They're also factoring in what the team is too, right? What the of team course. needs. The number three pick, the odds is Paris Johnson, the lineman. Mm-hmm. Number four pick, Will Levis. That four pick is the Colts, right? Yeah. Just memory here. The number five pick, Jalen Carter. The number six pick, Devin Witherspoon. The number seven, what's up? Sorry. The number seven pick, Christian Gonzalez. The number eight pick, B. John Robinson. These are the favorites here. I don't see, yeah, I definitely would take the over seven and a half. Because all they have here is up until the 10th pick. Somebody's going to have to trade up if they want the quarterback, though. Hmm. Anthony Richardson's at plus 25. He's going to be the ninth draft pick. So I would take that. I'll go right now. Listen, you want a you want a pinky promise? I'll pinky promise you that Anthony Richardson is going to go over seven point five. I'm going to bet it right now. Do it. I, I don't have any money in my account. I cashed out completely because I don't want to bet on a bunch of stuff right now that I'm not passionate about. Like I told you, I don't know anything about the NBA as far as betting goes. I bet that like about the NFL terribly. Love it. Watch it. I got like thirty bucks in my account, I guess. But you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to put money in my account. Let's go deposit. I'm going to do, get ready for it. I'm going to put 500 bucks in. What? And I know my codes, which is probably not good. Like, I know all my numbers, my credit card. Okay. check. check it's a check card. Okay, I got 500 bucks in. Boom. This is going to suck if I miss. <laughs> I've never wanted the root for a guy to fall so hard. <laughs> okay. Anthony Richardson, minus 115, over seven and a half. That means eight or more, right? I'm just making sure yeah. we're right. Yeah, so he's got to get past the Raiders at seven. Oh, that Raiders is the lowest place <laughs> where I've been saying he's probably going to go. <laughs> That's where they get you. Oh, no. <laughs> Why am I second guessing myself? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back and look at that pick again. Because if I go back to okay, number one draft pick, so the Raiders are at seven, right? Yes. They have Christian Gonzalez as the favorite to be that pick at seven. <sighs> Anthony Richardson's plus a thousand there. Why do they not think he's going to the Raiders? Screw it. Five hundred bucks. Over seven and a half, five hundred bucks. Dang! There it is. Bet placed. I don't want to tell you to do something. 
pinky promise you and not do it myself because if I believe in the pinky promise, I'm doing it too. I wish it was tonight, though. Now I just got to sit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, crap. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Uh, Titans got 760 million bucks in Nashville city bonds for a new stadium. The new building looks pretty cool. I just saw the drawing of it. Yeah. Does it look cool? Yeah, it looks spacey, like the Jetsons. I don't know that I would want to live in it. I think it looks kind of lame. It does. It's like glass. I mean, it's like a lot of see-through stuff, right? Yeah, it just looks like what it looks like downtown. Like, I don't want to go see a football game there. Like, you go shopping. <laughs> it does look like a mall. It does, but it, uh, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Maybe yeah. I'm just th- maybe I just think it's cool to get a new stadium because it, it, it's cold. The reason I don't go to games in the winter here is yeah. it's cold. Yeah. It sucks. We, I'll drive by the stadium. If I'm driving by and there's a game happening at like three, if I'm going somewhere and it's freezing freaking cold, I'm like, I would never go to a game cold like that. And that wind can pick up. Terrible. Yeah. So, you, dude, let's do it inside. Yeah, I went to that Cowboys game. It was cold and rainy, so maybe you know, something there. A teen's testicle slings inside his body after bending down to grab a golf ball. What? A teenager sent one of his testicles slinging inside his body. Sling, not the word I'd use. <laughs> how, how long does it hang? It's got to hang pretty low to sling. You know, to, to, to 
woo, woo, woo. To swing, there's got to be some length in. Otherwise, it's you're just hanging a little. But to swing up with such force, the 16-year-old from Utah developed a sudden pain in his groin after leaning over to retrieve a golf ball. After a quick inspection, he noticed his left testicle had vanished. That's a pretty quick inspection. <laughs> I know. I'd inspect that quick. If it hurts, and I, yeah, I'm probably going to look immediately. But sometimes one of my nuts go into my... Like, I sometimes I think I only have one ball. Oh do you guys ever do that? It happens. I, I do not. Where I it feels not. like it goes up in you? No? No. Nope. I swear to you, there are times where I'm like, why does it only feel like I have one nut? And I'll feel it. And I, I don't know if there's like a tree house or something it stays in. But sometimes, in the morning especially. Because, you know, ninjas always heard can push their stuff into their into it so they... Eliminate vulnerabilities. <laughs> I've definitely had it happen before. Yeah. Not both nuts, just one. No, wasp. not both. Yeah. I've never, I don't know that it's slung up like this kid because this one sounds bad. Mine never hurts, but I'm like, something's up. Like just randomly? It, this is like, there's just one in the pack. <laughs> it's like you open a pack of double mint and there's just one piece in there. <laughs> Do you ever get scared as you're going to check? Sometimes I think it's hiding. Mm. So no, I've never been scared because it always comes back. You know, it's, it's a good dog. <laughs> It may get out, but it's going to come back. <laughs> I've gotten nervous before, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, freaked me out a little bit first time it happened. Doctors performed a CT scan to his lower abdomen and found his left testicle intact, but definitely not where it was supposed to be, hidden higher up in his canal, running from his scrotum. Checking the boy's medical history, they saw he was diagnosed with erectile left testes. And that's not even the word. A retractile left testes. I don't know what that is. At age 11. I think I have a retractile left testes too. Same one? Hold on, let me. Go. <laughs> it's always show us. It's yeah. the, it's oh, well, they're bo- they both feel like they're there right now. It's always the left one though. Mine's too. I think I have the same disease. Hmm. Medics performed a keyhole surgery on the area. He just needed to wait like an hour or take a bath. Mm. If you ask me, that's what works for me. Now, if you could do that on command, that would be impressive. Just Ninjas, they could shove it up in them. Retract one. Can't kick them in the nuts because their nuts are nowhere to be found. I don't even know if there are such things as ninjas or if real ninjas can do this. <laughs> it's like, are we talking about a yeah. movie here? No, I'll be honest. I don't even know if ninja ninjas are real like I see them. But I, but if so, I think they can hide their, their penis and, and, and balls because if you can kick them in it, that's a vulnerable place. So they hide that. They, they train themselves to push it up in them. Got to YouTube that. <laughs> that's not really something I'd want to YouTube. To learn, how to, to learn how to do it? I would, oh, I, would, oof, I think you got to start young. <laughs> I think I would probably Google it to see if it was true, but I don't know that I'd want to see it. But I for sure have lost a testicle sometimes. This is the greatest and worst Easter egg hunt of all time. You're like, what the, where is it? Oh my God. But it's happened three or four times. Uh, I mean, more, I bet it's happened 20 times, but three or four, I'm like, it like scares me. That, you know what else scares me? When I wear swimming trunks. Because there have been more than one time that I've been like, what? Like secret. Because, you know, those trunks have lining in them. Yeah. And I forget that I take my underwear off to put the lining on. And I know more than once I've been like, oh my God, am I wearing panties? Did I put something on, like some weird panty underwear on, didn't realize it? And I'm like, what? And I don't realize it's the lining in there. And I think for some reason I've put on girl underwear. You ever think that? I mean, I never really wear the lining. Those linings are uncomfortable. I don't know how you wear those. Well, I usually think somehow I've snuck in and put on a pair of my wife's panties or something like <laughs> but, that. And I'm always like, oh my God. I can I see to, that. Just for a second. Mike, what'd you find? I'm saying this may be a myth. And it may have been about sumo wrestlers. No, I'm going to stick with ninjas. Ooh, sumo wrestlers. Because I don't even know if ninjas are real either. (laughs) And if it's all fictional, 
It kind of works together, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you this. The Suns are dangerous. They've been dangerous. I think they're dangerous again. There was a little minute where everybody was like, okay, they haven't played together much. They are playing way too many minutes. I think I even said that. But the Suns are advancing around too. I think they needed to win early to have a little rest because Durant and Booker are playing so many minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one more thing. Last night, I'm watching the game. I'm watching the Hawks and the Celtics. Some of it, I watched some of the first, most of the second, some of the third, I turned it off. I turned it off in the fourth. Hey, ball game, Celtics win, Celtics moving on. That's it. I go to bed kind of early last night for me. I get on my phone just to check because I was looking. I wanted to see the Nuggets, Timberwolves score. I wanted to see, And I think that my phone hasn't updated because it had the Hawks winning. And I was like, what's, what's happening here? And then I realized after I turned it off, the freaking Hawks came back and won. I missed the whole thing. And you being a Celtics fan, what in the... I, I've seen clips now, but what happened to you as you're watching it? So we talked about Ime Udoka yesterday and how Joe Mazzula is still very new to this whole coaching thing. And it's been a controversy all year, pretty much late in games. He doesn't really make the right calls or non-calls. Hawks go on a 14-2 run. As they're going on this run, maybe they go on an 8-0 run. You got to call timeout. Stop the bleeding. Let's end this right here. Get our guys together. Let's get back refocused and end it. Doesn't do that. Trey Young goes off, I think, for 16 in the fourth quarter. Doesn't really make any adjustments. And you kind of just watch this. Me sitting on the couch watching this, I was like, oh, man, this is going – it's going to happen. They're going to come back, and they're going to win. You just slowly watched it, and you knew he was going to hit a jumper to win it, and that's what ended up happening. Trey Young, 38 points, hit three-pointer from beyond the top of the key with about three seconds left, and they beat the Celtics. I can't believe it. I'm just reading it because I didn't see it until I got on and watched clips this morning. Rough. Yeah. Luckily, it's 3-2. There's just there's no way they lose the series. No. And Trey Young has about one really good game in him. Uh, right. I mean, Trey yeah. Young, to me, uh, the players voted him. Yeah. Most overrated player in the NBA. 50%. Yeah. So he's always got about one big game where then he gets to hold on to that for a long time. People remember him for that. Uh, there's no way. I'm telling you, there's no way. They hit 19 threes. Yeah, that can't happen. Series goes back to Atlanta. Boston up 3-2. They win it next game. Yep. The Bucks. any chance? Of course, there's a chance, but I feel like they're just, Yeah, they're down 3-1. But the Bucks for sure are going to win this series against Miami, right? The league's got to keep Giannis in the series. They're for sure winning tonight. 11.5-point favorite. That's wild. That's wild, yeah. After they just lost. Yeah. I think they'll win with ease tonight. I don't know about 11.5. That's a lot. I bet you Butler goes like four for 26 or something. For sure. Like he's really feeling himself and he is awesome, but sometimes you feel yourself too much so you go a little too hard. But if Butler is able to get the heat through just to the next round, you got to give him, you got to give him some better weapons to play with or he needs to get out and get somewhere else because his prime's going to run out. And then him against um, Embiid against Sixers, possibly in the Eastern Conference Finals, that would be that fun. Would be fun. But yeah, it would be but fun because the Celtics would be out. So yeah, no. who cares? We yeah. want. Here's what we want. Yeah. We want the Bucks, we want the Celtics, we want the Sixers. We want them all to be in that next round. Yeah. Because that's who we want to see. We want to see Embiid. We want to see Tatum. We want to see Giannis. NBA is a star league. I do not want to see Trey Young. Yeah, like as soon as Kawhi went out for the Clippers, I was like, I don't really care about the series anymore. You knew the Suns were going to win it. Nuggets limited at the Timberwolves. We knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Hey, they fought. Timberwolves fought. One twelve. 109. Yeah. 
It would be cool if, like, the Heat, if they were to win, it would be cool, though, because you see a team come from the play-in tournament actually do something. Where in baseball, they do it a lot of time. The team that's hottest, the wildcard team, they're in, they play well. Sometimes they win the freaking World Series. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Nationals a few years ago. The Lakers, although I'm not just going to buy the Lakers as a play-in team, they were a hurt team all year, an old team all year. They always were going to probably... I'm surprised they're not even higher. But they're hurt all year. So, that's what's up. I think that's it. Anything you want to say? No. That's it. Can't wait for uh, tomorrow night. Celtics will bounce back. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you there. I'm rooting for me. My $500 bet. Yes, that too. Anthony Richardson. We need him to go eighth or more. Oh, my God. Why did I... I, Pinky promise. I'm giving it to you. Pinky promise. All right, let's go final thought, Mike, real quick. Let's go to read first. Read, run a video. How's it going for you, by the way? You feel like you're getting better at it? I'm getting a lot better, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm able to focus a lot more, um, but it's it's getting better. Eddie sure. does that during the show with everybody. I don't know how it, I mean. <laughs> and he's also on the air the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I don't know how I Speaking does Speaking of, what a, what a show. Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nuts. Read, go ahead. Oh, so this has nothing to do with sports, but uh, my girlfriend, she's actually in medical school, and she told me about this uh, yesterday. They do these things called practicals where basically they they learn these things and then they go in and then they actually do them. She told me that there is a, a group of people that go through different colleges and right now she's learning about rectal exams and they have to go in and line up, the students do, and go in and it's the same group of like dudes and like a dude and a girl that have to get the rectal exam and they go to different colleges and they get like 40 rectal exams a day. So... Those two people are just driving around, getting their butts checked? Pretty much, yeah. So if Mike and I wanted to volunteer for this, Mike and I would get in a car, mm-hmm. we'd go over to UT Knoxville, get a finger in the butt, drive over to Memphis, get a finger in the butt. It's just Mike and I, though, going yeah. to all the college. We're known as the Rectal Two. It's just a normal weekend. That's though. our tag team. <laughs> <laughs> the Rectal Two. Yeah. We're the Butthole Brothers. <laughs> all right, the Butthole Brothers are coming in, 3 o'clock today. And so... Uh, do they get paid? Uh, yeah, they get paid. Like, man, God bless them. I don't know how they do that. They, and they're teaching while they're doing it. So, like, Maddie and and one but no, other... the butthole brothers aren't teaching though. We're called them the butthole brothers. They're not teaching. They're they're just their buttholes. They're not teachers. They're teaching while it's going on. So somebody else is teaching the students while they're looking at the butthole. Uh, no, they're literally in the room. It's literally like you, like me and you would walk into a room. Yes. And there's a guy that's teaching it, and he will literally like go spread eagle and be the like teachers butthole. Literally, yeah. So it's like wow. it's not it's not an actual teacher. It's like they go to different schools and they're like the ones that teach it, but also are the ones that get it. So I'm just like, man, I don't I don't understand. I, would, how I this just is want possible. somebody else to do it while I taught it. If I even I don't want I don't want to teach that. But if I did teach it, I want somebody else to do it. Yeah. Because how do you even look at your butthole <laughs> from the f- just the general anatomy of it? I, I've never actually seen my butthole. I don't think. <laughs> no. Up close. It blew my mind. I had to share it. So it's like, yeah, good luck, Maddie, today. Well, what a show. Yeah. Kevin. How do I follow that up? You don't. <laughs> Nuts and butts. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm actually going to follow it up with Will Ferrell. I don't know if you guys have seen. He's going to come out with a new series where he's going to play a professional golfer who becomes a face of a controversial new league competing with PGA, kind of mimicking live, mm-hmm. but the comedic aspect to it. That'd be funny. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, mine's going to be about wrestling where... I'm being fed on my TikTok all these old 90s wrestling docu-videos mostly where they're talking about behind the scenes. That's my new, I will sit there for four minutes. Is 3 Max still on TikTok? 
I think it's more than that. I right. Like I thought 10, so. Though. I thought yeah, so too. Minutes. But how come I can only load three then? Because it gives me the three the options: three minutes, sixty, fifteen. But I watch them. I don't know. It feels like forever. And I will watch the story of the Ultimate Warrior. I'll watch Stone Cold's podcast sometimes, where he has other wrestlers come in and sit at a desk with him and talk about it. Like it now feeds them to me often and they're awesome that's the new part of tiktok that i live on i love those do you see them too i see the like the animated ones where it's them telling a story yeah all animated. those are great i love 90s wrestling long form tiktoks so if you need me that's where i'll be over in that part of tiktok <laughs> all right got a lot going on again we won't be on tomorrow because we want this on today because the draft's happening when you hear pelicero and you can make your bets accordingly if anything breaks for anthony richardson it's like oh now he's a fourth or fifth pick rest in peace me I'll be shoving my testicles up in. <laughs> Getting a finger in Calling the it a day. That's right. All right. Thank you, everybody. We will you know, see you probably early next week, right? Yeah. Monday or so. Yeah. All right. Show's over. Bye, everybody. Theme song written by Bobby Bones and performed by Brandon Ray. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our crew, segment producer at Kickoff Kevin, video producer at Reed Yarberry, and executive producer at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones. We'll talk to you next week. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.